Hello and welcome. This is Pepin from Pepin Reacts, and here today I have my best friend. His name is. I'm here too. Meter. Hey guys. Oh, should I have a different? That we're in season two of Breaking Bad now, so should I have a different catchphrase? Uh, I'm you... Meter. That's better. So this is Meter, and we have another great episode of Breaking Bad. How do I know it's great? Well, I saw it like. I don't know, 10 years ago. And I don't remember anything about it. Uh, I've only seen up to the, like season two, episode five or something like that. So I really don't know what happens after that. And it's been so long, I don't have a good memory of what happened. I remember like one or two episodes from this season because uh, they were really sad. And I think that's where I quit watching the show, just far, far too depressing. Uh, Meter has obviously seen the whole show. He knows everything that happens, including whether or not there's a baby. Now, we'll get to that discussion in the discussion portion of this episode. But, uh, Meter, anything you can think to bring up before we start the episode? Uh, no, I'm really excited for season two. Really excited for you to start getting into some new stuff you've never seen before, and hopefully you don't get depressed. Mm -hmm. Well, the depression will be okay, though, because I have somebody's hand to hold. And that hand is my own. If you'd like, I can send you a 3D printed version of my own hand for you to hold. Would you do or, that? Or a glove. Oh. My hand's been in. You turn it inside out, and then it's just like touching my hand. Okay. For a second, I thought you meant like a glove made of your skin. Oh, that's possible. We can do that. <laughs> that's a creepy ass idea i'm gonna go visit the doctor real quick okay that was episode 277 of breaking bad now this episode a lot happened and i i think the main thing that happened here is that my heart was won by who jake we didn't actually meet him this episode huh oh, i thought you meant the snail uh wait from the beginning of the episode? What was the snail's name? Was it Snail Jake or was it Jake the therapist? No, Jake was not the therapist. Who's the therapist? John. David. Uh, Mark. Mark. Okay. Uh, some so, generic white boy man. Anyway, the snail. I think the snail is integral to the story because it just gives us the idea of the pace through which the murkiness occurs and you leave a trail behind just like they're doing they're leaving trails dave dave that's right okay so we have dave who i think probably the best character we've met so far it's dave who's probably not a snail though we don't know yet yeah and jake who is a snail mm -hmm. so jake and dave uh, I assume they actually know each other. I don't know why I think that, but it's just a hunch I have. And Jake, I mean, if we're not going to call him the best character of all time, at least the second best. You know what I'd really like, Nate? What's that? I'd really like if we spend the next 20 minutes analyzing Jake and don't talk about <laughs> the episode at all. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. Okay, but people probably, probably wouldn't want to watch that. Well, actually, maybe they do. But You know what? Maybe that's a bonus episode. <laughs> bonus episode. <laughs> so we have a couple things happening this episode. So this episode, I think, is more of a setup episode. Though some stuff definitely happens. So we get a recap of the previous season. And it seems like they filmed that probably at the end of last season, if, if that was the cast, logistically. Uh, which not doesn't really matter, but uh, essentially, Tuco goes crazy. He ends up killing this other guy, and then Tuco's like, "Hey, we've had a man science, right? You know, you know science, and it's kind of what's like if you know anything about something, people assume you know other shit too. It's like I might be able to fix computers, but people are like, "Hey, can you fix my dryer? No." I don't know anything about dryers. So that's what happened there to Walt. And also Tuco is just not very smart chemistry-wise. And they get forced into a situation where they have to try to revive this guy. And he's he's dead. 
and the the other guy uh what's his name uh, gonzo he is kind of like dude man this is messed up you know we can't just like leave him here so he's got a little bit of heart there and she was like no we got to do this you're done and i don't know why he didn't off him right there it was such good delivery of the you're done <laughs> <laughs> that was really fucking good. Like I got chills. <laughs> so we find out later that Tuco did off this guy. Now I, I'm a little concerned because this Tuco offing this person, like, did he oh. off him himself or was it he somebody else? He didn't. Hmm. He didn't. He didn't. No. When the DEA pulled him back, Hank explained what happened. Gonzo went back to try and recover the body or bury it or whatever and the pile of cars shifted and caught his arm and pinched his arm off and he bled out. So he didn't oh. die from died by complete accident. Okay. Uh, is that canon? Because the way I interpreted that was that uh, Hank was making a misassessment because they made it to look like that's what happened. Mm. And, and that's not how he actually died. Okay, then. Yes, we both have valid valid theories here. That's my bad for taking Hank at face value. Yeah. Well, because the only reason why I think that is because they already hid the body, right? And unless he went back there to hide the body better. Because that's maybe one scenario I can imagine that. Because they did foreshadow it because he like did the thingy and then the car started like kind of like teetering. So they had a little bit of foreshadowing there, but it would have had to happen at some point when Gonzo came back. But from the perspective I was seeing, it looked like... I mean, I guess if it did look like it did to Hank, it'd be hard to stage that. Mm -hmm. But then again, I don't know. I guess at minimum we can say, from the DEA's perspective, this is the truth. From Jesse and Walt's perspective, this is the truth. And who knows what Tuco's perspective currently is. Hmm. I, I still just can't get over Tuco just, <laughs> just playing in the back seat. <laughs> oh, that was the coolest thing he'd ever done. <laughs> I just don't get it. Why he he has a he has people. He uses people. Why would he be endangering himself? <laughs> I just don't <laughs> I mean he does smoke filtered cigarettes, so. Yeah, that's true. Like, honestly, you know, between Jake and Ryan, Tuco, you could have had the top spot. But the fact that you had filtered cigarettes, they look like they're unfiltered, but it's just like your boxing gloves that look like testicles. They're not real. Does that put Hank as your number one spot? I think so. You love Hank so. this episode. Uh, I, I, I liked him towards the beginning, but towards the end, he became a bit more Hankish. Uh, uh, he got real Hank at the end. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, oh, uh, hey, Walt, you want to see something crazy? Uh, it's, oh, it's, oh, yeah, sorry about Skyler and blah, blah, blah. But uh, hey, here's a dead body from a crime scene. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, Gomez, take a picture of me with a dead body. <laughs> what? What is up with that? Like, Hank's a little fucked up in the head. Yeah. But uh, I don't think he was like a good person person at all this episode but he was being a bit more the voice of reason which is kind of strange to say he's kind of been the voice of reason a little bit in the past too but uh he's kind of the voice voice of reason a bit and he's also uh he's also just being very awkward in his approach to things which is just hilarious hmm. like he, he's trying to talk to skylar it's just not working he's trying to talk to uh marie it's just not working and just, just all those different little aspects are just, just hilarious. Especially the hug. He's just like... Like, he just doesn't know what to do. And I guess he's kind of the opposite of Walt there. I mean, maybe not exactly. Hank knows how to use violence. But he doesn't know how to connect to people. Like, like emotionally. And maybe Walt doesn't quite know how to connect to people emotionally either. But I think Hank's far more awkward with it. Hmm. Uh, so, give me your thoughts on the whole Tuco and uh, uh, Gonzo sort of ordeal. Um, 
I mean, it seems like it was Uko trying to once again put just like put his status above everybody else's his machismo and just like being like I'm I'm in charge here. That was very important to him. Making sure that everybody was following like what he was saying to do. Um Gonzo seemed to actually push back some on it despite having just watched him beat a guy to death with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. And be like, come on, dude, like we gotta at least bury him. And either died for that or was uh like died for that with because of Tuco killing him, died for that because he went back to do something else with the body. Um who knows? But for hmm. some something to do with that whole situation caused both of those guys to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and we don't know how many people Tuco has exactly, but he seems to have quite a lot. Cause when Walt kind of went into his compound, there's a lot of people there. I mean, it seems like there's his main guys, which he killed off or both both are dead. But I got to assume there's others there. Uh, and uh, he, he might have other friends, too, that we haven't seen. So th- there might be a, like a, a wider network to things. But I don't know if they would care too much if Tuco died. Because it seems like there's some, some tight competition between people, but it's hard, it's hard to know exactly. Because well, the thing that I'm confused about is Walt and Jesse are playing this like if they kill Tuco, their problem is solved. But I just feel like if they kill Tuco, more people are going to come after them. Hmm. Like, like Tuco is at the top of that pyramid that we can see, but doesn't Tuco have? friends and people he knows in that organization that will kind of connect the dots and say oh he must have been off by these two and then go after him I I don't know maybe people have lost like interest in supporting Tuco after he killed off one of his own guys like maybe some loyalties have dropped off uh, mm, that's true or they might see it as an opportunity to uh, take over his position as well mm-hmm. Because it, it could be a good number of things there. I mean, yeah, Tuko, he seems effective with his job, but, you know, whether whether people would cry if he died would be another matter. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, Walt and Jesse, quite afraid. Walt was thinking more about the math. He wasn't even, like, looking at the danger there at first. And then he comes home. And then he starts trying to have sex with Skyler. Uh, you could say it's definitely more on the rapey side. I wouldn't go that far because they, they have a relationship together. And it, it's maybe within the bounds of the relationship. He, he stopped when she said stop. But he was being overly aggressive, like a, a bit too much so. Uh, and the way I was reading that or conceptualized that is he had that aggression and loss of control and sex and aggression are very linked together and that was him trying to regain his control and i think the other part to this too and you see this as a theme in like so many different stories is that he was finally then now contemplating his death because he didn't really worry about the death back at the like in the car but here he was contemplating his death and a big thing is when you contemplate your death enough your body will move to procreate because it's like, oh, this is my last chance. Gotta gotta pass on my genes. Uh, so he was having that instinctual urge to kind of like, you know, procreate again, which obviously doesn't make sense because Scott was pregnant, but the brain's stupid. It doesn't, it doesn't really think about that kind of stuff. So I, th- I think it was a dual sort of thing going on there uh, would be your interpretation of that meter. Well, that's pretty much in line. Uh, I mean, he's got an insane amount of thoughts going on and the last time he like he did something like this was he did he had sex with Skylar after was that after he killed crazy eight I think so he's done it a couple times for being real oh I mean clearly he's got at least two kids right 
but I mean, on in the show, like with like right after something aggressive happening. Mm-hmm. I only remember the that one. I'm not counting the time in the car. Okay, so there was the time when that he, I think it was after the first episode, he got home, mm-hmm. and I don't think he had killed him yet, had he? Yeah, actually, it did happen in the first episode, so uh, he killed them, and then he he approached it then, and then uh, I guess the other time is, yeah, after the school meeting, which I, I think there's a time before that, too, so I think there's one other time, but maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. Mm-hmm. But either way, I think he's hearkening back to that, but it was much less in control this time. Those times, he was the one in control of those situations on the aggression side. This time, he was actually submissive in the in in the things that happened. He didn't cause, didn't actually like cause the aggression. He was was caused to him. So he was trying to like play out that same idea following that up with a sexual thing but like it was mm-hmm. just off because it wasn't it wasn't the same you know mm-hmm. yeah that, that's true because the other times he was he felt in control and he was controlling the situation here the situation was controlling him mm-hmm. and it was to give him that sense of control because oftentimes if you're having those if you're having certain thoughts and feelings a lot of times it makes sense to try to reinvigorate those feelings, even if it doesn't quite fit the context. Uh, and that could just be by doing something. Um, mm. Like they say, what is it? Uh, kind of what I was saying before, like with the whole, like, you know, you might ask a question, you might say no, only to say yes later, but you only said no just to give yourself the sense that you had control. Mm. So I, th- I think there's a lot of aspects there. He's just trying to emulate that. Uh, and then, there's an aspect to Skylar this episode, which I don't know if it matters, but we saw her beautifying a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that hits any sort of theme or any sort of idea, or if it's just like trying to give Skylar something to do. What's your thoughts? Was it beautifying or was it taking care of herself? Uh... More on the beautifying side, I would say, because there's the you could argue both, right? Mm. I guess because the first time we see her, she's rubbing oil on her belly or whatever, she's uh-huh. like doing a face masks thing, and then she's in the tub. Yeah, so the three, right? Yeah, I mean, you could say that doing the face mask thing is an aspect of taking care of yourself, it is important to take care of your face, but it's also a bit superficial. Or it's like an appearance sort of thing. Uh, I think it was more beautifying, but it is taking care of yourself. It's like kind of grooming, right? Grooming is taking care of yourself, but it's also an aspect of beautifying. Uh, Same with kind of taking the bath, you know, and she went all out with all the candles. So you could say it's an aspect of beautifying to some extent, more relaxation probably. Yeah. Uh, She was also, when Hank, before Hank showed up, she she was sitting on the ground just like looking at pictures and laughing. Which was another relaxation thing. Mm-hmm. She told Han- she told Walter that she had the uh, she had the house to herself all day. She was like mm-hmm. alone all day. So I think like R and R is kind of the whole idea behind that day for her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that taking care of herself is like she like the is the baby. She's the her and the baby right now are the same, you know, the same character. So if she her focus right now is on taking care of herself, taking care of the baby by extension um, or vice versa for that matter. Hmm. Like that's where her focus is. Hmm. And realistically, Waltz is in a way in the same spot, but just in a very different way. Yeah. Waltz, I think gets more enamored by the idea than the actuality. Like, Hmm. He likes the idea of taking care of the baby and taking care of his family, but he doesn't actually see like his family. It's, it's kind of like people, some people get this attraction to uh, helping the poor and they fight for that idea, but they don't really, like they, they're fighting more for a conception of poor people as opposed to like people who are poor, like, like individuals that make mm-hmm. up that category. 
uh, like they might attend events, but they're not actually like donating money or spending time in soup kitchens, which, you know, there's multiple things to do, but I think that's kind of a distinction there. Like Skyler's more focused on the baby right here. And Walt's more like the baby, the metaphorical thing in the future that's going to be coming at some mm -hmm. point. Like, like he didn't, maybe he just some distance there. Cause he didn't want to imagine it. Cause it's going to bring him such sadness. Or he knows that like right now has to be about making, turning his time now into money for them for the future. So like, uh -huh. he doesn't have now to appreciate the baby. They never get to appreciate the baby. So his way of appreciating is to give them what they need going forward. I see. So it's the context he's in that's kind of forcing that dilemma on him. Yeah. Sometimes okay. you, you forget that cancer's like a part of his whole deal. Like, and that happened when Skylar was in the bathroom and she, uh, she looked down at the counter and there were tons of pills. Mm. That was like all she saw of Walt that day pretty much was the pills. Mm. Mm. So then we also have another little plot line with uh, Skyler and that's with Marie. Mm. So we open up with a scene uh, and there's like, I can see right through you and like all these splendors. Uh, kind of for me, metaphorizing like fakeness and uh, hollowness in some sort of way. Uh, and she's trying to make contact back with Skyler and she's trying really, really hard. You know, she bring up anything except for the whole stealing sort of thing. And uh, it, it's not working. Uh, Skylar's not answering the phone calls. And it, it's it's like she's going overly long. Like I guess to give him enough time to pick up the phone is one aspect. But I also think that Marie is kind of lonely. And she, she's kind of like missing that relationship and trying to do her best to repair it, you know, whatever way she can. And... Uh, they they kind of go out or she goes out and then Hank's there and there's some sort of kid playing with a toy mm -hmm. and then Hank's like you know what about Jake and she's like Jake no I don't know who Jake is Dave 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 oh how could I ever get Dave Dave you, you are the best and he's like she's like oh well you know and it's like only six more sessions and she's like uh well you got your days mixed up honey and then she just kind of like leaves and crushes the kid's car. What do you think is up with the kid? Like I can understand, okay, or what do you think of in general? But I can understand like the, the like like the fakeness and trying to reach out. But I can't understand the, the implication of the kid there. It's a metaphor. Okay. So the car is the disagreement between them, mm -hmm. and it it literally like. The kid slams it into the car wheel between them, like very literally, physically. Then uh, when she just deny, 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 that's her whole MO is just live in her own world, pretend everything's okay. Drives away and crushes the the car, crushes this, this whole idea by completely ignoring that it's even there. Doesn't even see it, just right through it. Hmm. And Hank goes over and throws money at it to make the problem go away. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And that, that was just some neighbor kid, right? That's my understanding. Yeah, that's just some kid. Okay. She. He I, knew Hank's name. Ah. Oh, right. Right. Oh yeah. I think he addressed uh, him as Mister. Right. Yeah, Mister. Whatever his last name is. Yeah. Um. So okay. Th that that makes sense. I'm still having a little hard time of seeing the full metaphor there, mm -hmm. uh, but I I don't think I was paying enough attention to the the, the kid. The metaphor is, kind of is just that there's something between them that mm -hmm. Marie is refusing to acknowledge, and would mm -hmm. rather destroy than even tend exist. She doesn't go around it. She doesn't stop. She just through it. And yep. Hank throws money at problems to make him go away. Right. I see, and that's kind of what he's doing with the therapy, I guess, in a way. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, she just bulldozes it and doesn't even care. Like she didn't stop. She just she just kept going. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah, Hank's just like, oh, man. And and so Hank knows she has this problem, which that's an interesting revelation. Mm. Not only that, but she he knew that it was stolen when they gave it to him. Yeah, that's still weird. let it happen. That was weird to me too. 
it, it makes H Hank very opaque. Because he, hmm, he's like, we're working on this. You know, this, this is a work in progress. Hmm. But, like, I, I, I can't understand his relationship to people, per se. Because does Marie have a very special place in his heart to allow for that? Or is he just morally bendable on things? I mean, we know he's morally bendable, right? Yeah. We know that up front. And I think it, it showed a couple of different ways this episode, too, that he, like, cares way less about the morals of any of this stuff. Because, like, he, he... They're joking about all of this, all of the, like, stuff that happens when they see the cam footage of people stealing stuff. They're like, Looking around about burglars, they're like, "Oh, this is James Bond. This is cool." And they're like, "Oh, wow, no, these guys are idiots." And they're like, "Okay, they're cooking old school meth. This, like, what's going on? I don't know, but they suck at burglary." And then they laugh. And then he's like taking snapshots with dead bodies. Yeah, guys that he knows, like that. That all of the moral. There's, there's no like moral upholding there. It's all just like this is all a joke to him. Hmm. His whole like his whole job seems to be just like entertaining more than hmm. it is like anything like a moral not a paladin you know yeah yeah that that's that's intriguing because yeah because he, he he likes his job but it's almost like he likes it because it's entertaining for him hmm. and he gets to do the kind of stuff hmm. and i suppose in a way it kind of mirrors walt in some different aspects I mean, Walt's on the other side of the law. He's doing illegal stuff. Uh, Hank's doing some illegal stuff too, obviously, or some some morally deleterious type of kind of stuff. But Hank is having fun with what he's doing because he's able to express his violent nature, or mm -hmm. his aggressive nature, or his, you know, whatever you want to call it, like the, like the darkness within inside of him. He's able to express that, uh, and he's having fun. Walt kind of has that same aspect when he is being Heisenberg kind of more that uh, insidious kind of a, you know, dark figure or say more, I wouldn't say dark. I'd say just calculative, that calculative figure, the one who does the chemistry. I think they're having a similar sort of thing. I think Walt gets more of a, like a, like I think Hank's more playing and Walt's more like a, like a wonder sort of joy at possibilities. But I think there's still like two sides of the same emotion or like, similar emotions that they're having. And yeah, so what's interesting is I think that if Hank had the opportunity to kill somebody in the course of doing his job, he would revel in that. He would love to be able to like shoot somebody, he would brag about it, he would keep the bullet and the guy's head on his mantle if he could like that seems like a very hank thing to do he wouldn't think twice about killing somebody if walt kills somebody at his job that is like world shattering for him completely changes like who he is as a person hmm that's true yeah i, I think hank is in a, in a way more sociopathic hmm. like like he has emotions for his family but not much beyond that yeah which, which, uh, I guess you could say is bad. Yeah. You could say that's bad. He's also, <laughs> that is a firm stance you're taking there, but <laughs> I was going to argue against it, but I'm like, that's not a good idea, is it? <laughs> Maybe I'll let this one be bad. <laughs> so w he comes in and he goes to Skyward's place. And his whole MO there, I'm not even sure what MO means, but his whole thing is like, hey, Skylar, j just, just, just return one of her calls. Like, you know, Marie wants to talk to you. You can scream at her. You can yell at her. I think he knows already what the issue is, you know, why she's pissed. And he doesn't want to say it, you know, because he doesn't want to admit it himself. But it, it's weird there because he's trying to get help from Skylar, but his whole internal motivation right there is himself. It's I like, I don't know that I agree with that. He knew what the problem was. You don't No, I don't, I don't think he 
I don't think he knew. Obviously knows it's a problem, but I don't think he knew that's why they were mad. I think in Hank's um ape man brain, he thought <laughs> girls bicker. This is just two girls being catty. As you said, I know you girls have your little fights, or he said something like super like demeaning and like talking down to Skylar, and Skylar was just like Mm-hmm. Oh, that's how you see this. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think Hank. You, are you saying like subliminally he knew, consciously? I, I think that Hank had a couple ideas in his brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had a couple different possibilities in his brain that what it could be, and one of them was that he figured it could be about the tiara being stolen, and she found out about that. I don't think that was his primary thought, but it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when someone says, "Hey, we need to talk," and then the theme roll starts playing and everything. But mm-hmm. you know, before that, it's like you're like, "Oh, about what?" And you have like maybe six different ideas of what it could be, and then maybe one of them is you know about the baby or about you know Marie or something like that. And when they say it, you're like, "Okay, I should have figured it's about that." Like, like you, you kind of know, but you're trying to play it off at first as being these other things. So I, I think he knew it to some degree, but I don't. M- maybe I'm a little less certain, or m- maybe what it is more is that he didn't know that was it. But when she said it, he's like, "Ah, that makes sense." Like that's more the line that I think he was on, where he was like, "I." He didn't know up front, mm. and he would never obviously suggest it. Maybe it was in the back of his mind that like it was a possibility that that's. That was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was I, well aware it was stolen. Yeah. Definitely was that. But he did say, if I thought you were going to return it, like I probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. given it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Skyler blows up on him, and Hank does not know how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I, and things the same way he kind of deals with Marie. He's just like, what what do I do? This is this is awkward. I shuts down on that. Yeah, yeah. In in a way, you could say it's kind of the in, in the same way that Walt struggles with his lack of control. Like Hank had a lack of control in that instance, and that's where he's most like confused and just like, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> you uh-huh. take that. You take that yelling. You get yelled at because you were a fucking idiot apologize you offer to help any way you can and you get the fuck out you know how much work that is steve right you know how bad he just fucked up (laughs) (laughs) he said zero correct things in that entire interaction (laughs) it was zero percent right out of a hundred i think that's why i loved it It's, it's just just so bad just so bad and we don't really know how that interaction ended besides Hank doing an awkward hug. I think he uh, left. Yeah. Very quickly. Well, yeah. E- eventually. Yeah. The assumption. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, doors over there. Okay. See, 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 see you later. I gotta get back to work. Type of thing. And oh, we know he went to a crime scene later that day, I think. Or maybe yeah. it's a different day. Oh, no, that was the but, same day because he apologized to. Like, have you been home yet? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he did have somewhere to go, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether Skyler is going to get t- in touch back with Marie or not is an open question still. I don't know if Hank moved that needle at all. My guess is probably not. Because uh, now she knows that Hank is implicit with this. You know, it's not that they're not trying to get help. And Hank does seem like he wants her to get help. But it, it's not clear that Skyler really gives a fuck about any of that. It's like, this is all about Marie now. What about me? You know, the, the pregnant girl who doesn't have a husband. I think that, like, that makes sense to and it kind of fits with what we had been saying when we had been talking about you know what is everybody's like rationale behind how they're acting in the first few episodes and we were saying then like Marie just likes attention 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what that's Skylar's position as well. It's like she's doing this for attention because there are people in her life like need actually need things. So she needs to do something drastic in order to compete in a way for that attention. Obviously, she has Hanks and Hanks, her husband. So he that's his role. But like she wants everyone else to feel bad for her, too. And at least that's Skylar's perspective. Mm-hmm. My sister just wants people to feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case here necessarily. I don't think Marie wants anyone to feel bad for her. I do think she wants attention, but I think more so she's, you know, I I don't think she dislikes Skylar. I think she sees her as a sister and she wants that connection. Uh, oh, like, I don't think even Skylar's suggesting it in like a she doesn't like me type of way. I think she's suggesting it in a she's my sister and she wants to get attention over me type of way. Yeah, okay. So it's a bit more bickery. Hmm. I mean, kind of in a way, but more like they have history. Skylar uh-huh. seemed to be speaking from a place of this isn't the first time this has happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Is there anything else you could think of with the Marie Skywar storyline? Um, I mean, clearly Marie isn't going to the therapy, right? Like she told Hank, sh- sh- her, Hank was like, no, it's tonight. We had to pay a fee to change it and all of that. And she's like, no, that's wrong. You're wrong. And then mm-hmm. he's like, I really think it's helping. She's like, yeah, and drove away. Like clearly she's not even going anymore. I thought she was just skipping that one. But I may have misread that. Maybe mm. this is the first one she's skipping, but clearly she doesn't any stock in it, I think is the minimum I could say there. I mean, it's going to be a tough thing for her because she has a hard time admitting that she's wrong about like mm. anything. And that's what that session is going to be designed for. So I, I, I kind of actually want to see how that works for her because it would be interesting to like... Okay, say you're wrong. Wrong about what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still, she's yeah, she is definitely heavily in denial about everything. Hmm. And, and she's a doctor, and we we know that doctors go through a lot of medical schooling. They have to be pretty smart to get a degree. And I think time. I think she's a lab technician at an uh, X-ray place. Oh, I don't think she's like a doctor. Doctor. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. Granted, in that case, you still need to be fucking smart and go through a bunch of shit to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's like doctor level. Okay, so, so maybe not as smart. I was thinking, but still, still pretty smart. Pretty smart. Uh, the only thing not. I was thinking is is that an issue you can get with people who are on the smarter side is that. If you start getting, say, mental neuroses, you can justify any of your thoughts. Like, I had a moment of realization of that when I was, like, in third grade. Like, if there's anything I want to do or anything I don't want to do or reason why I want to hate somebody, I can make up a reason for that. I can come up with, like, a decent argument, at least for myself. Whether it's convincing other people, who knows? But it's so easy to convince yourself of shit. Like, mm. if, if you have like a somewhat smart brain and i think marie succumbs to that like she she's not dumb she, she's very intelligent and i think she could just play these mental games in her mind all day long and she just goes along with them i mean you're probably right now she's doing mm-hmm. mental gymnastics and she's doing manipulation so mm-hmm. at minimum she's adept at doing those things mm-hmm and so we also had the whole storyline here with Jesse and Walt and trying to figure out what to do. Walt is like, hey, I got beans and ricer. And it's like, ricer beans? No. Death. Death no. cometh to you all. And so they plan to like poison them, but that plan may not go well because, I mean, he's in the back seat uh, and he's got a gun. And, you know, what are they going to be like? Hey, you want a sample of this? And, and what's what's Tuco's plan, exactly? Because is it to kill them? That's the only thing I could think of. And, and, and Tuco's not being smart in so many different ways here. Because he's only just, like, 
okay, we don't know if he killed uh, Gonzo yet. Uh, but if he did, his tracks are just getting wider and wider and wider. Like, you kill one person, okay, yeah. You kill another person, another person, and another person, like, the, the, these lines just get all led back to you. And then you also put more force on law enforcement to actually go after you. So I don't think he's thinking too, too great here, but maybe maybe he just uh, thinks he's invincible. And I think it's hard for us to dissect that too without knowing what angle he's coming from. Is he coming from he just killed Gonzo or Gonzo just randomly showed up dead or disappeared or does he even know Gonzo's dead? Like if if Hank is right and this was an accident, he may have no idea what happened or ah. if he killed him and dumped him, then he may be literally just trying to tie up his loose ends and could be trying to flee to somewhere. Who knows what's uh-huh. going on there? I see. So he he might even think that Hank and Jesse killed Gonzo. There's a possibility yeah. there. Huh? Oh, that's a fair point. Uh, and both are paranoid. Jesse gets a gun, which I'm surprised he didn't already have a gun. And he paid way too much money for it, too. Like, it looked like he had about maybe... Hmm, actually, no, maybe it wasn't too much money. Maybe it was about... Uh, that wasn't 2000 it looked like 2000 no 2000 a little bit higher maybe 1200 so maybe that makes sense i mean regardless it, it, it's a blackmail i mean it's a black market gun too probably uh-huh. something untraceable with the serial number scratched off which is super illegal so this is all that's needs to be taken into account when you buy anything black market the price is literally whatever people want to send it to that's true that's true and so he's got a gun walt took the gun the gun the argument's supposed to do and it's like their planning here is not very good, but the how good a planning can you have? When did Walt get a second cell phone? So I'm like fumbling with cell phones in Jesse's basement. Uh, I assumed that one was his burner phone and the other was his personal phone. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if I missed like a whole scene or something. Yeah, it's possible he has another burner phone too. Because I don't think that would be uncommon to do. I mean, just guessing. But, yeah. No, I've, ha- I've had burner phones before. Not for drugs. Okay, now I'm legally safe. Oh, okay. So, it must be for um, the sale of Burger King posters. It was for legal prostitution. Oh, okay. I think they call it escort services. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, um, I guess I could say I know a guy now. Now you can say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to escape Tuco. Jesse's plans to get out of there. That doesn't work. They seem like they got people tailing them, but we don't know too much because we assumed those are Tuco's guys, but it's kind of left ambiguous. Would you say it's Tuco's guy that Walt Star in the driveway? Because that's the implication, uh, but... I mean, they were paranoid, so who the fuck knows like what anything is right now. But it was somebody who was watching them, lit up a cigarette, backed into a driveway and drove the opposite way so that Walt couldn't like see their faces when they drove by. Always stayed in the shadows. So mm-hmm. it's somebody clearly was watching when he got home. They yep. left as soon as he got home. Uh-huh. They made their That's presence true. very well known, which is probably an intimidation thing would be my assumption is I could imagine in theory, it could be like detective or a cop of some sort, although we'd probably see something on that side from the Hank side, but maybe it's something outside of Hank's knowledge. Uh-huh. But I think a cop, I don't think a cop would have ended, the, ended it that way. The cop would have like tried to stay hidden. Yeah. Yeah, I think the cops, when they, I mean, a, a PI might stay in the car like that, mm-hmm. but a cop is more likely to, like, have, like, a van and stay inside the van, I think. I think okay, a, ma- P, a PI would would probably stay there, but I don't think a PI would make themselves known and, like, mm-hmm. start the car, light a cigarette, back away. Like, that was very deliberate to say, we're watching you. Right, right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So we could probably assume that's an intimidation technique. 
uh, or a tactic. really bad PI. Or a really bad PI. Yeah, that's true. Uh, or I maybe like something we don't know about. Do you, do you think? It's possible. Remember the beginning of the episode where there's that eye in the pool? And that weird teddy bear? What's that all about? Oh my god. It's the baby. Oh. <sighs> it's So the baby goes to the past, lights a cigarette. <laughs> it, it's behind... The teddy bear, too. Or wherever the fuck that was. It's not the baby. It's not the baby? It's cancer. Oh! How are we so dumb to miss that? God damn it. And that's why we didn't... That's why we didn't see its face. Because... All we saw was the ash of a cigarette. Yep. The ember. this is all just like making the plot come together here, but maybe that was a little bit too spoilerish, if I'm being honest. It's fair. Because and cancer's the glue that binds this all together and tears it apart. Ooh. Yeah. That, that, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm here mm-hmm. too. I think that's, I think that's the peak reaction right now. I mean, mm-hmm. how, how can we get past that? Mm-hmm. So, I said this at some point during the episode. This season is gonna get crazy because every time I say that, if things are in such turmoil and there's such moving, around, there's so much moving around right now, and w- w- where I think things are going to go crazy is because there's no base like the way a season will start off a lot of times if it's not going to be like too much going on or i'm not saying a lot going on but staying around the same location is when it kind of keeps you grounded to the home base but here it's this constant moving around there jesse's house they're at this uh location here they're out there and maybe it's just an aspect of they're them trying to cram a lot in the episode but Th- things were just kind of like going all over the place and the implications of what's happening are just kind of like all all out there essentially like it's a boom do 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 everything's super uncertain so i think this season is going to be very very uncertain and cha- chaotic like like it's not like i don't know how they can I, I think the best metaphor for this or best best analogy in the episode was given when it's like okay so what do we do we we, we take the gun and shoot him in the head what if he has people with him? What about this? What about that? Like, there's a million different possible combinations and how to actually deal with those situations. It's, it's just chaos, right? There's no way to predict it. And whereas Walt was able to be methodical in the last season to some degree, I didn't. I think he's going to have to go like, go with the flow here. And mm-hmm. it's just going to be like kind of, you make decisions in the moment sort of decision and not like waiting a couple episodes to whether to kill uh, Domingo or not. It's going to be a lot different. I mean, this one started off with a murder again. Like last Uh season did. Very super interesting way to start that, huh? Uh Oh, what was that teddy bear about? Is that something we haven't seen yet? Uh Okay. Okay. So it's something that we'll explain later then. It sounds like. Yeah. Because I don't think we saw anything with that. So some sort of foreshadowing. They're Forward or backward in time, who knows? It wasn't black and white. That's yeah. Why was it in black and white? Well, everything except for the bear. Maybe maybe it was in black and white just to show like it's disjointed from the normalcy of the current world. The current world's in color, and anything that's in, not in color isn't a part of the current storyline. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll find out. I bet. Yeah, we didn't talk uh, about Walt Jr. Oh, how fucking cool he was. Walk in and see a fucking mess and just be like, not my problem. Keep walking. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the best reaction you can have. Do you think he thought like, oh, God, mom and dad, what are you guys doing? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he thought his mom was just messy, like getting something from the fridge. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's like, oh, man, there's 
avocado all over the place to really go for a good avocado meal. Uh, so so I, I I think Walt Jr. scene right there was probably the ultimate uh, I'm here too sort of moment. <laughs> that was that was exactly what that was. My inspiration has been revealed. <laughs> the plot just had to say uh, he, he exists. And <laughs> And now he'll go to Lewis's for the rest of the time. <laughs> I, I think he's dealing drugs. Probably. I don't know why I think that, but if you think about it, Lewis lettuce, devil's lettuce, mm. is marijuana. So he must be dealing marijuana. Father like son. Yep. I, and really what it is, is season one, episode six, that was mm. foreshadowing. Was. I don't know if that was the right episode, but it, is that it the one where he's eating Doritos? This is all making sense. Doritos, meth. Doritos, meth, marijuana. The, the, there's so many things there. I mean, all three of those begin with an M. And mm. if you think about it hard enough, like M, three M's together, that's M. Mm. 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 I, I, I think this is where we're going to have to leave it so if you guys love the video definitely leave a love if you guys hate the video that's cool if you want to dislike don't and comment subscribe notification bell ding 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 and as always we'll see you next time in episode 17 of Breaking Bad you guys have a great day and peace <laughs>